This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi. Before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partners, Kamel King and Java Chapman. What's happening, y'all? Java! <laughs> I, I have forgotten how much fun it is to be on the show with Kamel. Oh. Java! It just, it just... And just a little behind-the-scenes baseball, the, my office is right by the studio, right. so I hear Kamel... <laughs> <laughs> As if I'm in. <laughs> These rooms are supposed to be sound tight. Exactly. <laughs> My boombastic voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> How y'all feeling on this Friday, man? It's finally Friday. Yes, yes. man. I, you know, when you were young, it used to feel different, but now you're like, oh, let me just get in some sleep for two days. Oh, man. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Sleeping is one of my favorite pastimes yes. in my, my, my latter years. Yeah. That's Sleeping how we know we're too is. grown right there. We're talking about sleep like it's like playing cards and, <laughs> and listening to uh, Southern Soul and, at the party. Ooh, y'all going to meet up to sleep? Yes. Yeah, let's sleep, yes. y'all. Ooh, what time you going to sleep? Let's, ooh, I'm going to get some good sleep. <laughs> It's better than a party. Yeah, I'm telling you, God, dog. <laughs> well, I guess sleep is on our schedule for this weekend. Mm. <laughs> What's uh, you got anything heading up, Java? This weekend, you got you getting into anything? Well, actually, I'm a, um I'm, I'm gonna spend some time with my son. We we try to quarter off these uh times where we call them boys' day. Aww. So it's you know it's just be me and him to let the girls and my wife and them you know do their thing, but it's just right. be me and my son. But I did see um it's a lot of things happening at Offbeat um downtown Jackson this weekend. Kira coming. She has a, a nice a, a opening opening reception for okay. her rap snacks um. Art exhibit, which is going to be over there at um, that sounds cool at yes. Offbeat, and then tomorrow Saturday they have a listening experience for the brand new Gorillas record. So this is a really big deal. Mm. If you're a fan of the band Gorillas, mm. um, oh yeah, 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 I remember them. Yeah, the the cartoon, yeah, uh, the band. one, yeah, yeah. You never saw them. All you saw was cartoon. There you go. Right. Yeah, but they have a brand new record came out today, and uh, they're gonna have a listening uh, experience over at Offbeat giveaways and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's, it's fun this weekend. Look at you, an event calendar. Oh, no. And behind the glass. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I get out. I he venture keep, out. He keeps right. up. He right. keeps up. Right. Come out. What you got going? I'll kick it with my daughter. We're going to have fun this weekend. I actually, Daddies. Man. And, Love and your I dads. Just, I just saw her in... Uh, uh, today is was called is the sneaker ball at school. Our, school was never oh, wow. so cool. That's what for us. <laughs> school was that, never that cool for us. We right? never sneaker had a sneaker ball. ball. Sneaker ball. At so school. yeah, she wow. had on a beautiful gown with her her braids up with some Air Jordan ones, and I was just Aww. like, my baby. That's so sweet. I, I kill everybody in here. <laughs> but yeah, she. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna kick it this weekend and and lay back. Oh, y'all some good daddies. Man, y'all some good daddies. We, we, we supposed to be. That's how it is. That's what the Lord and called us to be. That's what the events are for y'all this weekend. So there you go. I'm not getting into much. So no, we'll, we'll get into something now though. Oh, let's do it because we've got a great lineup today. Today we're heading to Starkville to check out the 26th annual Magnolia Independent Film Festival happening now through February 26th at the UEC Hollywood Premier Cinema with.
with Michael Williams. He's the president of the Magnolia Film Festival Board. Before our stop in Hattiesburg for libations. Libation. At the 6th Annual Wine and Whiskey Festival, Saturday, February 25th, with Pink Ribbon Fund representative Christy Amay. I think I'm saying that right. Amay. <laughs> you, you know you a butcher some knife. I know. You, you tickle, know. Where I your thought knife about at? you. Where your knife you. at? Because you butcher names. With Pink Ribbon Fund representative Christy Amay, co-founder um, and coordinator, as well as sell and vendor rep Emily Bolton and Carl Van Copenhagen. I got that one out. Boom. Event founder. Then we'll get our cardio in, Kamel and Java, at the 2023 Mississippi Blues Marathon in Jackson, happening February 25th through the 26th with race director Bill Burke. Plus, We'll also let you know what's happening around your neck of the woods. But let's get into this first stop. The first stop, again, takes us to the 26th Annual Magnolia Independent Film Festival, happening now through February 26th at the UEC Hollywood Premier Cinema. And in with us now to tell us more is Michael Williams, president of the Magnolia Film Festival Board. Michael, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Are you amped and ready for the festival this weekend? I am. We had our opening night last night, and we're excited to continue it today. We actually have a um, filmmaker retreat and luncheon here in West Point where our out-of-town filmmakers get to experience Mississippi in a really intimate setting, and then we continue with films tonight and films and workshops tomorrow, so I'm excited. That sounds cool. Man. That sounds cool. I love the whole idea of just making and putting a spotlight on Mississippi filmmakers. Yes, indeed. And and having a whole film festival here for the state. Michael, can you tell me your history with the festival and what it all um, what all you do with it? Okay. Yeah. So I began um, I began my filmmaking career back in 2005, and the first chance I had to go to the Mag was 2007, and it was really a life changing experience for me as a young emerging filmmaker to be able to go to a really intimate film festival where when you, when you're at the mag, you become friends with everyone. You become family within like three days. It's like a summer camp. And because of that experience, I came back every year um, as a filmmaker until I became a judge and then ultimately the president. And it's been, you know, an opportunity to make lifelong connections and people that I work with are people that I, whose careers I still follow. And it's not just, that's not just my experience. That's almost everyone who comes to the mag as a filmmaker or even an audience member who's interested in being in film it's yeah. your opportunity to really get your foot in the door and make really great connections yeah well you know uh in in mississippi we talk a lot about you know music and us being the birthplace of, of america's music and of course culinary and uh, our literary uh assets but i mean we are really really pumping out some serious talent and always <laughs> have as far as filmmakers actors and things of that nature uh we have always been deep in the game but i don't know that mississippi has focused on it uh the way that it should so tell us how you know this film festival along with many others throughout the state really help give filmmakers a chance and show uh how deep our history is and, and our talent is with filmmaking yeah so we always want to uplift the legacy of ron tibbet our founder who came to Mississippi as a filmmaker and realized there were no film festivals in the state. And that was back in 1997, and so he decided to make one. And so he made the Magnolia Independent Film Festival. Then years later, he helped kind of start the Tupelo and the Oxford. So he began the film festival culture here in Mississippi, which Mm. is the only reason we have an independent film culture to begin with. Um, But we also have a wonderful film office who's celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. Mm. Um, And they're one of the oldest and you know, best uh, film offices in the country and in yes. the world. 
and they work really hard to bring films here. So it's really a, a joint operation between all the film festivals, our film commission, and just people who support creative storytelling and visual storytelling that gives us an opportunity to have a film festival like the MAG. And for us, we want to make sure that we bring in people from all over the world to come and experience Mississippi, but while also uplifting our emerging filmmakers here. So we have filmmakers from Starfall, Mississippi, from Memphis, from all over the country, to even Australia and Denmark this year. Wow. Um, and it's, it's just a great, great opportunity to promote Mississippi. And you're talking about the music aspect. We're actually, I'm actually in the Black Prairie Blues Museum in West Point right now doing our interview um, because we're having our filmmaker retreat here. So um, that's one thing Ron Tibbet loved was having a moment for the filmmakers to get away from the festival, to immerse themselves in the community, and have a moment to just really connect with the filmmakers, connect with our judges and our special guests. And so we're having lunch at the Magnolias at the Ritz, then walking across the street and having a cocktail hour at the Black Prairie Blues Museum and promoting our blues roots, and then going back to theater to do more movies. So if you come to the MAG, you kind of get immersed in Mississippi storytelling from all aspects. And also we feed them very well. So the culinary part happens too. Right. Thank you for saying that. Shout out to Nina Parikh over the Film oh, Commission office you know right everybody. next door to me. You know everybody. Oh, I love Nina and Ward Emlin, the longest running film commissioner uh, ever in the history of uh-huh. uh, in America, who uh-huh. Nina learned up under for for years. So yes, the film film office is so supportive. But go ahead, Jermaine. I'm sorry, I just had to <laughs> fit that in over my, for my girl Nina. <laughs> you ain't stopping me. You ain't. <laughs> you didn't stop me for nothing. But you know everybody. That's how I I, I like. Your plethora of information that you've got going on. Mm. <laughs> That's good stuff. But with it being the first and the longest running film festival in the state, and it's in 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 its can I get it out? In, 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 in it. <laughs> and in its 26th <laughs> annual year. What has what has been the community outpouring and, and support been like for you all with this film festival? We always have a wonderful support base, um, especially since it began in West Point. We have a really good, strong connection with West Point. We always try to incorporate that. And we've been trying to grow to not just be Starful or you know, West Point Film Festival, to be the Golden Triangle Film Festival. So Columbus, Starful, West Point. And we're hoping to, in the future years, expand to where we do have more happening in all three towns um, and pull for everyone. So we want people to realize this is the Golden Triangle Film Festival um, and grow in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good stuff. That's so good stuff. 26 years. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, how have you seen uh, seen the festival grow? Uh, how did you guys make it grow? You know, talk about its, uh, ev- you know, evolution up until now. Yeah. So the first year it was at the Central School Gym in West Point where there was no heat. I think people were bundled up in blankets in 1997. It was a very, a very uh, guerrilla style film festival. Um, but then it quickly grew and kind of became this, you know, two to three to four day festival depending on the year that was always very intimate and that's something we want to keep you know we want to grow but we don't want to outgrow our intimacy where you can't see every film or you can't interact with the filmmakers um but in the last few years we've grown because we now have a part-time hired director um chris meisen is our director he's been our director for the last couple of years and that's really helped because we're mostly all volunteer but you can only go so far with volunteers so we're growing to now have a part-time pay director. We hope to have a full-time pay director in the future years and to really grow our um, our committees and become something where we can grow and become bigger. Um, we started adding more educational opportunities. So we always have free educational opportunities that are sponsored by the film office and the Mississippi Film Alliance. And those are actually happening tomorrow. We're having a wonderful screenwriting workshop about the collaborative process of screenwriting. And then we're having a panel discussion with 
industry professionals from all over Mississippi to talk about how you can make a living in film and, you know, what's the, what's the difficulties of it, what's the um, exciting parts of it, and how to make it tangible for people who want to work in the industry. So we're, you know, we're growing to have, you know, more films, better films, uh, more educational opportunities to draw more people to Mississippi. Um, and I'm excited about it because we really have been an intimate festival that's still grown while keeping that intimacy. Right. Mm-hmm. In addition to like the discussions, the panel discussions that you all have um, coming up and what you all had going on yesterday, what can everybody expect from the lineup starting, I guess, today through Saturday? Yeah. So if you come to the mag, you're going to see a little bit of everything. Um, the family friendly block tomorrow is you know, all family friendly films, but our nighttime screenings, you'll see everything from a comedy to a drama to a documentary to an experimental. And we love that because. You know, people are going to come to see a, a festival block, and maybe they only think they like dramas. But then they'll see an experimental film and be like, you know what? I would have never been exposed to an experimental film, but I enjoyed that. Right. Um, or maybe I didn't enjoy it, but I can at least talk about it. Um, so that's something we love, that we have a very diverse lineup um, from films from all over the world, but also all different genres. So you can expect that. Um, you can expect to see filmmakers there wanting to talk about their films and to connect and um, answer your questions. And then you can also expect to just learn and make valuable connections and make valuable um, strides in your career if you want to be an emerging filmmaker. So it's just a great opportunity to get your foot in the door and enjoy some films. Right, right. Like tonight, mm. they've got um, coming up for the short films, Truck Fishing in America, The Wheel, Both Ears to the Ground, Written in Ink, um, and more. And then music videos as well, China in a Box and Algorithma. Mm. Oh, nice. I think I said that right. Um, (laughs) And then they have the feature presentation, which is unpacking. And that's the discussion, correct? Uh, So unpacking is a film about a a group of women who go on a wellness retreat. And it kind of explores the the culture of holistic wellness as we kind of see it today. And it's kind of a um, it's a great drama that kind of gets into that, but also a lot of heart. And we have a lot of those filmmakers coming in. We had a few came in last night, and then a few are showing up just in time for our luncheon today. So there'll be a good group of people there from that film. So if you want to watch the film and talk to the people who made it, you know, that's a great opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Michael, I'd love to know uh, and kind of get in the mind of the judges. When you guys are looking at films uh, for con- consideration for the festival, what are you looking for? What is the criteria? Or is there some type of clinical uh, criteria that all of the judges are going to look at and judge by? Or is it very subjective? Yeah, so we have a team of screeners, and if anybody's listening and they want to be a screener or even a programmer, let me know, because we you can do that from anywhere. It doesn't matter where you are in the country in the world. We have people from all over who watch all of our submissions, and we have hundreds of submissions every year, um, and they can pick a certain category that they're interested in, and they watch all those films and grade them based on a criteria that we give them. Mm. Um, and we always make sure that there's a certain amount of people grading each film so that it's a fair um, average of a score. And depending on that score you are up for consideration if you've made a certain score, but then it is down to, you know, what can we program in our limited, you know, three to four days? Um, how many films can we pick? What kind of genres you can pick? So it does kind of get down to a discussion with our programmers to say what's going to be best for the festival. And it is very competitive. There's a lot of films we love that we can't program, um, um, but there's a lot of films that, you know, get a great opportunity to be in the festival. And we always hope that if you don't get into the festival, you'll still submit the next year because, even if you didn't get in, we still probably loved your film. Yeah. Um, but then we have, you know, judges who actually watch the films live in the theater. So the films that are programmed, our judges are um, creatives from all different backgrounds of either film or other creative 
uh, mindsets, and they watch the films with the audience and then deliberate um, on Saturday night to pick the awards. So wow. mm-hmm. it's a really fun process. Mm-hmm. So other than bragging rights, what else do they get if they win? <laughs> Oh, we have a beautiful stained glass magnolia uh, trophy that's made by Alley Cat Glass and Starkle. And I don't know how many years she's been making those, um, but I've you know, been since I've been around. Um, they have been these beautiful stained glass magnolia sculptures. They are a work of art. Mm. Um, so they get that, and obviously they get the bragging rights. Um, but they just, to me, that that trophy is one of the most beautiful film festival trophies I've ever seen. Yeah. And that, that's not me being biased. It really is a piece of art. <laughs> now I'd like to know what is a major. Is it faux pas? Is, is that how you say it? Yeah. Is that a faux pas? What's a, what do you see a lot of independent filmmakers do that is consistently something they should look out for or try not to do or, or that uh, automatically kind of X's them out from getting uh, premiered mm. at your film festival? Things to not do. <laughs> Things to not do right. from yeah. Michael Williams. Right. Go. <laughs> I, I mean, this is so I mean, there's a lot of things. Obviously, it needs to be well-made. It needs to look and sound good. It needs to be polished. But that's mm-hmm. not everything. If you have a voice and you're telling a story and there's a clear, creative voice, storytelling voice behind it, it can be rough around the edges. And it may still be um, accepted because we see that there is a valuable voice there. Um, that's one thing. But if you want to get clinical with it, Make a really solid five to ten minute film, because if you make a film that's 30 minutes and it's okay, mm-hmm. it's really hard for a film festival to program it because then they may have to say no to three really good 10 minute films. Mm. So if you're going to have a film when it starts getting longer and if it's not a feature and if it's a long short, it's hard to program if it's not just absolutely stellar. Um, so if your resources are limited, make a very, very solid five to 10 minute movie with a clear voice, a clear artistic vision. Um, and be something heartfelt. You know, I mean, that, that doesn't have to be heartfelt in the sense of like a Steven Spielberg movie, but just that we can see that your voice as an artist is in there, that you put your heart and soul in it. Um, and then you're not giving us something that feels um, redundant or we've seen it a million times. It feels fresh and feels um, genuine. And don't do a film with an Android, Jermaine. There are plenty of, you know, independent filmmakers who use their iPhones, but you and your droid. Don't try it. Did Maybe that's just, one of them, right, Michael? Don't don't try to do it with an Android. Did he just you know put me saying? out like that? <laughs> I mean, it's got a great, great camera you, system, now you but got the rest me over of here, it is, is trash. I'm looking at your phone yeah. now. What is over there? <laughs> now, I mean, maybe if it's cinema verite and it's free... Um, Maybe if that's your style, embrace it. <laughs> yeah. Android style. That's right. That's right, Michael. <laughs> Michael, this has been so much fun, and I cannot wait for everybody to, to come out to the Magnolia Film Festival and enjoy themselves. Tell our listeners about how they can contact you all, um, maybe about the tickets and everything that goes into getting them out there to see the film festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so on social media, we're at Mag Film Fest. Um, or you can go to our website at magnoliafilmfest.com, and you can get tickets there. Uh, we have all of our lineup and everything on our social media. Um, or if you want to contact me, my phone number is 662-275-3285, and I can tell you all about it. And uh, just check us out. We're easy to Google, and um, you can get tickets online in advance, or you can um, get them at the door. And our workshops are free tomorrow. There is an RSVP online, but if you can't do that, that's fine. Just show up. And that's going to be at Hobie's on Maine and Starkville, Mississippi, from 1 to 4. Um, and that's free and open to the public. 
Okay, okay, that sounds great. Michael, Michael. gave out his cell phone number. He about to get texted in <laughs> Call a whole him. bunch of okay. independent movies. Call him <laughs> if you've got an Android film. No. <laughs> as soon as you see that well, green bubble, delete. <gasps> That's so mean. There's a green oh. bubble? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that? No. <laughs> of course no. you didn't. <laughs> we'll accept green bubble text messages. Uh. <laughs> Thanks, Michael, especially coming from me. (laughs) Michael, thank you again for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi, and congratulations on the 26th Annual Magnolia Independent Film Festival. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Listen, everybody, make sure you check out the Fruit Tree Seminar with Felder Rushing tomorrow at 9 a.m. at Hutton's Home and Garden Center. That's at 1320 Ellis Avenue. Felder will cover all facets of caring for fruit. Fruit trees, including selection planning and ongoing maintenance. For more information, mpbonline.org. Click the community tab. I'm Jermaine Flood with my traveling partners for the day, Kamel King and Java. Kamel <laughs> <laughs> King and Java. Java. <laughs> Kamel. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. No, I, I'm pre- sorry. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate sure. you, brother. I appreciate you so much. So much. You know, look, you know it's right here, brother. I know, I know it. You I know, know it. it. All right. For those who don't understand the reference, Google Shabaranks. Exactly. You'll get it then. You will get it then. I like that. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to um, Madison Central. Because we have got some great students yes. from their uh, multimedia department headed up by their professor, Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper! Yeah, like hanging with Mr. That's Cooper. You. That's him. That's that guy. <laughs> that's that guy. Madison Central's own best teacher out I there. I know that's right. Mr. Cooper, they are here shadowing us. So they're all over. They're looking in the studio. They're in the main control room. So shouts out to them. We're going to have fun when we and get And they're off actually the show. interested. They're not like looking at their phones. They're looking at, <laughs> they're looking at the stuff. Well, that you know? guy's got his phone. I don't know if you've seen it. That's an iPhone. <laughs> It's okay for him. It's okay because he's got an iPhone. Yeah. I can't look at mine because it's an Android. We always know if it's an Android because it's like 16 cameras on the back. You be like, how you put all those cameras in there? Yeah, I was always wondering why I have three holes like that on the back. There's three in a flash. So. <laughs> I don't know. They take amazing pictures, but everything else, you know. Well, that means that the video film should be great that I make. <laughs> Let me write my script. I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are back, and our second stop of the day is going to take us somewhere where I just, I, I, I think I love this place. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the 6th Annual Wine and Whiskey Festival. It is happening Saturday, tomorrow, February 25th. And in with us to tell us more is Pink Ribbon Fund Representative Christy Amay, co-founder, coordinator, and sales vendor representative Emily Bolton, and Carl Van Copenhagen. He is the event founder. I want to welcome you all to Next Stop Mississippi. Good to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank y'all so much for coming on. I was out there looking for events, right? And I saw the title of this event, Kamel. It spoke to your your soul. To my soul. (laughs) 
I started contacting everybody, so I am so glad that they are here. Let me just get into it right now with you all. I'm going to start with Carl, um, and I love your your name, Carl. Carl Van Copenhagen. He is the event founder. Carl, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, and tell me all about your history of of actually birthing this event, the sixth annual Wine and Whiskey Festival. And Carl, with a name like that, you were born to be successful. <laughs> there was no way you were not going to be successful with a name like that, sir. Well, thank you very much. You guys are too kind, but I do appreciate that. Uh, the event was born out of really just a way for us to uh, find ways to give back to the community um, in, in terms of finding a, a local charity that we uh, could support and we thought that there is no more deserving charity than the the pink ribbon fund and then as a secondary um, result of the event we would like to get the locals from around the area to try new things in terms of uh, liquor and wine we so often get from the uh, people around here that mississippi has limited availability of items and that's uh, it's just not true we have actually a very large variety of liquor and wines to offer you just have to find the, the right place to to buy them and this uh, this event gives people the opportunity to see just exactly how much mississippi has to offer in terms of uh, wines and spirits as well right when you were saying about where you could find it Kamel's head was shaking yes <laughs> <laughs> i know where to find it he knows, already, well, he, knows, <laughs> he knows where to find it what kind of inspired you to get this started carl well, just a way to, um, I approached Emily at, uh, Emily Bolton at the time was the director of, um, events coordinator at, uh, Hattiesburg, at the Canberra Country Club. And she, um, she agreed with me that there was just a need for an event where we can, uh, have everybody come out, socialize, talk about good wines and spirits and, uh, and just a way to, uh, for people to really get the conversation going about what we have to offer here. Not just only in Hattiesburg, but in the state of Mississippi. And uh, the idea was born from there, and Emily is actually now a broker and will be uh, participating in the event tomorrow. And uh, the event has just grown each year, and it's gotten bigger and bigger, and we really are looking forward to a fantastic turnout tomorrow. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I would love to know, especially when it comes um, down to the Pink Ribbon Fund, Christy, tell me about the Pink Ribbon Fund and why it's so important Mm -hmm. um, to an event like this. Um, Well, the Pink Ribbon Fund, the great thing about this is we get to get our name out. And so far, as of yesterday, we had over 200 tickets sold. And it's a great place for us to just kind of let everyone know what we are, what our mission is, and who we help. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it also helps, you know, raise money for us. And everything that we do is donated. Um, no one is paid. This is a uh, nonprofit charity. We all are volunteers. And so tomorrow, our volunteers will be there um, to help serve. And um, it's, it's a great, fun event for us. We love it. Yeah, yeah. The Pink Ribbon Fund, tell me a little bit about the history about it. It was founded 20 years ago by Susan White and Michelle Gardner here in Hattiesburg. And um, they, it was just a small organization. It's just grown to, I've been with them for over 10 years now. And it has just grown to be a successful organization. We help women here locally um, with, and women, men and women, mm-hmm. excuse me, men and women, because both can get breast cancer. And we help with doctor bills, restoration, um, when they, you know, have to have their, um, you know, and things like that, wigs, 
um, hair dressings, yeah. um, anything that will help them recover from this. And um, the only check that's written out is to patients. That's beautiful. Wow. That is beautiful. That is awesome. I love that. My mother, uh, uh, my sweet mother is a, uh, I wouldn't say a survivor. She beat it uh-huh. in the name of God. And, uh, you know, what you find out is so many uh, men and women, as you say, uh, it's it, they don't know where to find these resources and where to get help when, you know, such a catastrophic piece of news hits their life. Mm-hmm. So how does this, you know, how do you guys, the Pink Ribbon Fund, uh, get out there and let people know that you have these resources uh, if they are battling and beating uh, this this disease. Mm-hmm. Our doctors here locally really know us, and they refer their patients to us. Um, also, we try to participate in all health fairs that are coming, um, the Women's Expo. There's just things out here, you know, again, getting our name out, but the 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 relationship that we have with the doctors here help and they just you know give the the um the patient their application grant application they fill it out and they send it to us or it's on our website at the pinkribbonfund.org um also a phone number 601-450-PINK they can call and um it's it's just that easy Beautiful. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful resource. That I is. did not know about that Camille. Mhm. Oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah, she's Boy, she's the strongest woman in the world, Come I tell on. you. Just straight blessed. I Ooh, love that. Yes, indeed. I love that. Say it now. It, That's some good it, stuff. And I I would do would like to add, though, a lot of our volunteers are actually patients that we help. Mm. And once they've recovered, they come back and they go, we need to help contribute back to what you guys did for us. Mm. And it's just such an amazing, you know, group of ladies. We've, we've all formed friendships. And um, we've been through it with them. And then they're with us you know, helping others fight that battle. Yeah. And we help 17 counties in Mississippi, not just Hattiesburg, Forest County, and Lamar County, 17 counties. And those counties are listed on our Facebook page and on our website. Right. Good stuff. I love that. Yes, indeed. Not only is this a, a great event to be able to go taste wine and whiskeys, but this is actually benefiting something that is directly helping somebody here in the state. That's right. And you guys heard what yeah. she said they cut it right to the the patient. So right. not all that red tape and things like that. You don't have to know where your funds are going. You know it's going directly to mm. the person that needs help. So that's that's a big thing for, for donors and contributors. This makes me feel full. I, I love know, having exactly. them on. This makes me feel full. So it's not just the wine and whiskey <laughs> getting you full. Right, right. You're full of the spirit. I know it. I feel it. I feel it. I, that just sounds so great. I want to go ahead and talk to Miss Emily Bolton. She's the co-founder, mm-hmm. um, coordinator in sales and vendor representative. Miss Bolton, listen, you have over 100 varieties of wine and spirits, including light appetizers, live music and more. Tell me about what all goes into putting an event like this together. Like the logistics. Is it is it nuts? Have you gotten have you gotten used to it after six years? Tell me more about that. Yeah, so it started with, you know, Carl approaching uh, the country club saying, hey, you know, we, we need that space to hold this event. And so I was event coordinator at the time, and I said, cool, you tell me what food, what tables you need, you know, all of those things. And then four years ago, I left the country club to work for a distributor, RNBC, and I still get to be a part of the event by having a table at it. 
um, and then just coordinating. So it was really hard for me to pass the event off to somebody that works at the country club now because I don't know that they understand, like, no, no, we sell these tickets. Like, we coordinate the ticket sales. We are posting on social media, and I just couldn't pass that off to somebody. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And um, I absolutely love it. I love coordinating. I'm extremely organized. I just, it just, I love these kinds of things. Um, and then as far as getting brokers involved, that is on Carl. Carl emails out about 20 different brokers and says, hey, this is the event. You put it on your calendar. You bring whatever you want. So tomorrow we do not know what's going to show up. But we know there's going to be fine whiskey. And I heard there's going to be a lot of tequila as well. Um so, yeah, just a lot goes into it, but I absolutely love it. And I can tell you that my wheels are turning for next year, which means I think we're going to do website, more marketing, and make it big and better. And I think this might be the biggest one we've had yet. That's good stuff. That I almost want to say, say it again. All I heard was tequila. Ah, but they, the difference, But there's a difference now between whiskey and tequila. Almost certainly. I didn't know. Oh, Jermaine. You know, Jermaine. like how everybody calls a soda a Coke? I thought whiskey mm. kind of blanketed all of everything that wasn't wine. Oh, Jermaine. I'm sorry. Look at Java just shaking his head. <laughs> you don't even have words, do you, Java? You don't even have words. What'd you say? What, what did you say again? Sorry, this is Carl jumping in. I think Jermaine was right in this instance because we are kind of blanketing everything under the whiskey byline, uh, but there'll be vodka, tequila, rum, there'll be a little bit of everything, and we just thought wine and whiskey rhyme, but really when it's when we say whiskey in this uh, instance, we mean any kind of spirit you can absolutely think of. Carl, don't try to save her. Carl don't try to save her, Carl. The best. You have cognacs, you have brandies, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cognac. Whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's remember we do have students in the building. Right now. I know. <laughs> but this is benefiting the Pink Ribbon Fund. There we go. So. Yeah, yeah. It is. It, it's it's okay, um, but yeah. I, tell me a little bit more, Emily, about when and where it will be held, and how people can find out more. I know you all are on Facebook, so so let my audience know a little bit more about that. Sure. So um, if you actually just do a simple Google search, just searching for wine and whiskey, Hattiesburg, it's going to be one of the first things that pop up. The right website has the most details. It will be tomorrow, February twenty fifth, from five to eight p.m. Um, it's located at Canebrake Country Club, which is at One Cane Drive. It's the golf course clubhouse. Um, casual attire. We don't want people to get scared of the word country club. This event is for everybody. Everybody is welcome. You do not have to be a member of the club. And um, as far as Facebook, there is an event right now, and I will have a Facebook page put up for the next year. Um, but like I said, just an easy Google search will get you all the information you need, and they can always reach out to us via Eventbrite and an email for any other questions. Right. I love it. I love all of this. The 6th Annual Wine and Whiskey Festival, Saturday, February 25th. A hundred different varieties of some great libations, and it's all benefiting the Pink Ribbon Fund. I want to thank you, Christy. I want to thank you, Emily, and also you, Carl, for joining us today to let us know more about this event. 
Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank well, you. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you all for coming on. Um, and there is a, an event introduction to Urban Style Ballroom Dance. That's a six-week series that will be starting Monday, February 27th, 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. This is free and open to adults. If you ever wanted to learn ballroom, the South Mississippi Ballroom Dance Urban Style Group is hosting this. For more information, mpbonline.org. Click the Community tab for Mississippi events. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. It's been a great show, hasn't it, Java? It has. I really enjoyed our uh, our friends here from Madison Central getting a behind-the-scenes look. I know. You know, raising, know. raising up the next generation. I know it. I know it. And they seem so, like, into it, too. So I, I'm excited for them to be here and kind of shadow and, and view everything as it happens. Yeah, they hanging, they hanging with Mr. Cooper. I'm not going to get over that. I know. That's how I remembered his name. <laughs> I used to watch that show, TGIF. (laughs) Thank God it's Friday. I know it. Today is. And in with us right now to tell us more about what's going to happen this weekend after Friday um, for the 2023 Mississippi Blues Marathon, February 25th and 26th is race director Bill Burke. Bill, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Hi, thank you again, guys. Looking forward to... uh a great weekend. Yeah, I am looking forward to you all having a great weekend as well as it relates to the Blues Marathon. Just tell me about your history with the marathon and and what we can look forward to this year. Well, you know, every I mean every endurance event around the globe had some difficulties the last 3 years with COVID, of course, and you know, that's all finally over. I mean, we're happy to say that the race has over 600 people more than they had last year. Yeah. And so we're very, very pleased to see our numbers go up, uh, which is incredible, you know, an incredible number to be at. So we have athletes from all 50 states, eight foreign countries, and we're just excited to be seeing our numbers go back up after the uh, pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm excited for you all. I, I know that pandemic kind of put a damper on everything event-wise, um, especially when it comes down to attendance. So just congratulations on seeing that uptick this year. And I can't, you know, I can't ha- be happy for for you all even more. I can't even get it out. I'm just excited about the Blues Marathon because it kind of puts together health and music all in the same sense. So that's great. Bill, um, as your in your role as race director, tell me a little bit more about what you do with the marathon. Well, you know, as the race director and owner of the event, you know, we plan the course, change the course, work with city officials, work with our sponsors, our vendors, uh, to pull it all together, work with city officials, fire, EMS, police, sheriff's office. Uh, I mean, it's an extensive year long project. Uh, and so it's very, very extensive. We are very proud this year that we, for the first time, are hosting the National Black Marathoners Association race. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's traveled across the globe every year. We're glad to have them here with us in Jackson this year. So, Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. How long have you been race director with the marathon? And now the last six years. The last so six, the okay. 16 years, I've been involved 10 of those years. Okay, okay. What has been maybe your favorite aspect out of all of those years? 
you know, I like seeing the people come from out of town. Yeah, know? yeah. I, I really like that part of the event. I love getting the out-of-towners to come here and be a part of the event, you know? Yeah, yeah, to see them pour in. I know that... I didn't know that out-of-towners were such a big thing when it came down to this Blues Marathon, but this marathon literally has people flocking from everywhere to come and join in. I mean, that's that's pretty big. It really does because we still have, you know, we still have the blues music, the live bands along the course, and so we still have that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talk a little uh, bit about the blues music. Live bands around, I mean, now nobody even has to put their headphones in because they'll have music as they race. I said every two miles, we have music at every two miles. Mile two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Yeah. Fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. So that the marathon runs a double loop. So they'll do the race course twice. They'll do 13 miles twice. So there's music out there from 8 o'clock in the morning till... So I would say about one in the afternoon, those those bands and those musicians are just playing for everybody. So it's a very cool concept. Very cool. Right, not right. Many, not many reasons across the country still have live music. That is pretty cool. I love that idea. And if I was there, which I, I don't know if I'd be in the marathon, I would post up at the every second mile. <laughs> So that I could cheer everybody on that's in the race and get to listen to music at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me, Bill, a little bit about the pre-race and what all is, is going into that. Well, today we're having people pick up their packets out here at the race site. Uh, and so the people are here today to pick up their race packets, uh, out of the race side here in the park, right right across the street from the Capitol. Yeah. So that goes from eleven o'clock to uh, that goes from eleven o'clock to six o'clock this evening. For that, okay, to pick up those up, okay, okay, all right. And then, is there anything else that they, they can expect from pre-race day in addition to that? Uh. Would you ask that question again? I'm sorry. No. Is there anything else they can expect from the pre-race day in addition to what you had just said? Really. It's just about them getting here today, picking up all their items, and uh, getting ready for the bar. Okay. Okay. And when it comes down to race day, there is a few different races, or does everybody kind of race in the same race for different, I guess, I guess for, for different there's laps? Races. There's a, there's a full marathon 26.2 miles, a half marathon, 13.1, a 10K, which is 6.2, and a 5K, which is 3.1 miles. So there's four different options for athletes. Right, right. That's pretty cool. So if you can't do one or the other, if you prefer one or the other, you have different that's, ones that you can you can um, participate in. That's, so that's good. Talk about the PACE teams. What is that? Well, course that will help pace the athletes just trying to find out my way they will pace the athletes uh if, if an athlete wants to run say the race in four hours there's somebody there that can assist them in doing that okay okay so what do they supply like water towels things no, that they... no, 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 no. they run alongside of them running at that pace to make sure they hit it oh that's pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool. I would have to slap a sticker on me too, just to, since I'm out there with them. But yeah, that's cool. I guess yeah. it's somewhat of a motivator to get you to finish the race. Oh, sure. You want to finish at a specific time. That's what they're there for. 
Yeah, yeah. Pace teams. Never knew about that. That's that's pretty cool. And for the bands that everybody can look forward to, do you happen to know what those bands are or who who's coming to play? Uh, you know, I don't have the list off the top of my head right now. We're yeah. in the middle of setting up, so I do apologize. No, you're fine. It is, it is the same six bands that participated last year, so... Uh, which is they're fabulous. Scott Albert Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Thompson, uh, Queen Loretta is at mile two. Uh, Sherman Lee Dillon is at mile six. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. No, that was great. That's great. I mean, just something that they can look forward to when it comes down to that. That's good. And at the finish line, we have Chris Gill and the Soul Shaper. So they'll be here. Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. I love the idea of that music coming together with the whole marathon. It really helps you. And then if you got a pace team, you're you're gonna you're gonna be sure to make it over the finish line. Bill, talk about the community aspect. How great is the community of Jackson as they rally around an event like this every single year? Well, you know, the race couldn't happen if it wasn't for the folks that visit Jackson and the police department. So. They do a wonderful job. They really do. I can't tell you how gracious they are, how wonderful they are to help us pull all this together. It doesn't happen without the support of the community. Right, 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 right. right. It's it's You can't do events like this, especially post-COVID, without that help. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. I love that. Carl, is there anything else you'd like to let my audience know when it comes down to coming out to the 2023 Mississippi Blues Marathon and why they should they should join in on this marathon? Hey, just come out and bring a, bring a loud voice, bring a chair, and come hang out and cheer all the athletes on tomorrow here at the Mississippi State Capitol. Yeah, make sure you all do that. It's going to be a great race. And, Bill, I thank you so much for joining us today on Next Stop Mississippi to learn more. If you want to know more about the Blues Marathon, you can, of course, visit our events calendar or you can visit their website at msbluesmarathon.events. Bill, thank you again for joining us. That's right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You too, Bill. That's pretty great, Java. It's the blues and yeah. and exercise at the same time. The blues marathon is is one of the you know the state's premier events, but I really am worried about the runners because they're used to running in cold 30, weather, thirty degree weather. You know, being in February and all of that, but I mean it's gonna be warm out there tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna be a real summer run. <laughs> it's gonna be. I a mean, real it really did run. switch over the summer like out of nowhere. So that's pretty cool. I am a I'm a professional spectator. So I like the idea <laughs> of actually going and posting up on those on those second miles. Yeah, on the corners with the with the music and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool to me. Yeah. I like that. And it's always a, a good turnout for the professional spectators. Uh you know, to cheer <laughs> to cheer on the runners and stuff and, and, and things like that. Let me tell you, somebody had invited me, I won't tell you who, but somebody had invited me to go run in it and I was like, Oh, okay, I see you there. <laughs> But also, also for the for the race, they do have different tiers, you know, where you can kind of cut off at a certain spot or I, I, I think that's correct. 
I don't right. want, you know, where you don't have to run the full marathon. You can make it a half. <laughs> you can make it, I don't know, a 5K for those who want to. Make it a, <laughs> you can make it a 10-minute sprint. <laughs> You're just going to see me exit road left. But you get to see a lot of the city, too, because I know they go from downtown at the Capitol, uh, go through Jackson State, the uh, the Fondren area. Oh, yeah, so you so, do get a lot of, a lot of uh, in in sight wise you get yeah. a lot of uh, you can see everything in the city that way you do you do you do that's cool stuff I like that that's the 2023 Mississippi Blues Marathon happening in Jackson here's a couple of other events happening around our state before we get out of here Charles Evers Blues Legacy that will be going down Monday February 27th 530 until 7 p.m. at the historic Natchez Foundation in Natchez Mississippi Blues historian Scott Beretta is returning to to talk about the Charles Evers Blues legacy in recognition of Black History Month. He'll speak at 5.30 p.m. that night at the Historic Natchez Foundation. And this event is free to the public. Um, Teresa Busby, the center's executive director, said Beretta's talk will address the impact Evers had on the public visibility of the blues in Mississippi. Busby said the presentation will address Evers' work as a DJ. Did not know that. Wait, come again? (laughs) <laughs> you heard that. Charles Evers was a DJ in what? Philadelphia, Mississippi in Get the 1950s the at a nightclub as a nightclub owner in Chicago and Mississippi and as the owner for many years of a blues oriented radio station in Jackson. You never I never knew. I never knew either. Charles, That's cool. Charles that had Evers. me stop. I was going to tell y'all about another event, but I had check out the Mississippi Founders and Black Resistance exhibit. But when I found that out, that's pretty cool. Oh, shots out to Lady V. She she got um, for 50 years of broadcasting. That's crazy. Yeah. Lady V is a really she's the eighth wonder, ninth wonder of the world. That's crazy. True enough. True enough. Congratulations to her. I mean, radio people just doing it big here in the state. That's what I like. Well, we've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for traveling with us and thank today's guests, Michael Williams, Christia May, Emily Bolton, Carl Van Copenhagen and Bill Burke for joining us. If you'd like to find out more information about these and other events around around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org and click the community tab for Mississippi events. If you have an event you'd like to share, upload it directly to that calendar or email it to events at mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio for Kamel King, Java Chapman, and Jay White. I'm Jermaine Flood. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.